0: Today, I want to speak on a uh, short passage in Scripture in Luke chapter 17. Uh, In that chapter, we find uh, the historical uh, story of ten lepers and their understandable desire to have the disease removed from their bodies. As I begin the brief message on uh, Luke chapter 17, I want to say I'm grateful for Alexander Smelly, who wrote The Hour of Silence in 1899 and gave me input to share with you. But before we read the word, I want to briefly discuss leprosy during the time of Jesus. Leprosy was a horrible, chronic, progressive bacterial infection. It primarily affected the nerves of the extremities, the skin, the lining of the nose, and the upper respiratory tract. Also known as Hansen's disease, leprosy produces skin ulcers, nerve damage, numbness in the hands and arms and feet and legs, and muscle weakness. If it isn't treated, it can cause severe disfigurement and significant disability. The skin lesions result in in decreased sensation to touch, to temperature, and to pain. And they don't heal. Week after week after week go by and they don't heal. They're lighter than your normal skin tone, or they may be reddened from inflammation. And in Jesus' day, there was no known cure for this disease. So once you contracted it, you had it for life. You were called to walk on the opposite side of the road when there were other people around, and you would have to be uh, yelling out, Leper, leper, so that everyone knew that you had leprosy and that they would stay away from you and your side of the street. You were made physically ugly by this disease. Your body would be decreasingly able to sense things, and you were an outcast to society. No longer could you congregate in any fashion, even to worship. Leprosy, during the time of Jesus, makes a good analogy with sin. Sin, like leprosy, has separated us from God. Leprosy separated the leper from the people. Sin separates all the people from God. Sin, like leprosy, Has removed our ability to worship God in spirit and in truth, sin makes us outcasts to God. Sin-like leprosy is a lifelong disease. Sin-like leprosy causes us to be ugly spiritually. Sin-like leprosy causes us to be numb to the things of God. And similar to leprosy, but much worse, Sin adversely affects all parts of the body, both physical and spiritual. We will see that Jesus performs the cure for leprosy to these 10 lepers. And we will also find in Scripture that Jesus provides the only cure for our sin that separates us from his Father. And that is, we need To have a saving faith, a faith where we repent of our sins and run to the Lord Jesus Christ, asking him to forgive us and to be our Lord and Savior. And if we do that from the heart, he tells us that he will turn no one away. We will see that at least one leper uh, knowingly rejoiced over their healing, but we gotta believe that all ten lepers were rejoicing over the healing of their bodies and we too need to rejoice over our salvation and we need we too need to be rejoicing over all the goodness that God has done in our lives and so now let's read what the Word of God tells us. I'm in Luke chapter 17. I'll be reading verses 11 through 17, and I'm using the ESV version. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance—we see why they were standing at a distance—and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them. "'Go and show yourselves to the priests.' And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, "'Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except a foreigner?' And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. All ten men cried out to Jesus, have mercy on us. They must have felt and believed that this man, Jesus, could in fact heal them if he only would have mercy on them. And so Jesus obliges all ten of them out of his power and his love, and he heals them all. All ten looked at themselves and each other, I suppose, and saw that the disease that had so ravaged their bodies was now gone. We can imagine the joy that all ten of them must have felt. Can we imagine someone having a serious disease like cancer, where where they've been diagnosed, taken scores of radiation treatments, scores of chemo injections, and because of the disease and the procedures, they are so skinny, they're skin and bones. They can't sleep through the night. They've lost all their hair. They have no energy. They throw up half the time when they eat. They can't laugh or enjoy a moment of life because they remain so very very sick. The doctors tell them that they've done everything that they can possibly do. There's nothing else medicine can do to help them. And then they think, I'll ask Jesus, and they pray, Lord, please have mercy on me. And shortly after their next visit to the oncologist, they begin to feel better. They can sleep through the night. They have more energy than they've had for months. Their hair is growing back quickly. They can eat without vomiting. And every day that goes by, they get better and better and stronger and stronger. And soon after their final visit to the oncologist, they are left with a new lease on life, for he has told them, I can find no cancer cells in your body. You are completely healed. That must have been the jubilation that these ten men felt after they saw that they had been completely healed by the Lord. But only one leper returns to thank Jesus. And how did he do it? First, he's praising God publicly. He's yelling that out. He's yelling out praise to the Lord. And then he runs back. He falls at the feet of Jesus and thanks him. You see, he was an outcast for more than just being a leper, which made him definitely an outcast, but he was also a Samaritan. And as a Samaritan, he was not received by most Jews favorably. Nevertheless, he did what his heart called him to do, and it was the very right thing for him to do. He ran to Jesus, fell at his feet, and thanked him for his healing. The other nine apparently either had no inclination to do so, or they thought about it and simply chose to walk on. For one reason or another, They were ungrateful for their healing, or at least weren't grateful enough to go back to the one who healed them to thank him. Why might that have been? It could have been for a number of reasons. I want to briefly discuss four. First, acknowledging being healed by Jesus may have gotten them into hot water with the religious leaders of the day. Remember what the Pharisees said after Jesus had healed a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute? They said, it is only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this man casts out demons. Maybe they didn't want to battle the religious leaders, the religious hotshots, and thought it was better that they sort of went away hoping that no one else noticed. May we be unlike those nine. May we be bold in our faith, not being afraid to tell others about Jesus and what he has done for us and what he can do for them. May our prayer be, Lord, help me not to be a coward. Perhaps the other nine lepers thought, maybe if we go back, the master will ask us to give up everything and follow him. And while we're quite grateful for this healing, and we do acknowledge that it was him that healed us we're not ready to give up everything for him so they continue walking down the road for us may may we review our own lives and if there's any area and there most certainly will be an area or areas of all of our lives that have where we have yet to completely turn it over to him, may he not only give us the strength but the desire to lay that part of our lives at his feet and tell him to do with it as he wills. Perhaps, now that the nine lepers are healed, they're too excited to think of anything else but getting back into the world just like they were before they contracted leprosy. No other thoughts were entering their minds at this time other than, let's go, fellas. It's time to take advantage of our new bodies. The world has too much of a draw for them and they wouldn't even go back to thank Jesus. Now, may our prayer be. Lord, may you always be more than enough for me. May I find the things of this world when I compare them to you to be as nothing to be longed for, nothing to find true joy or happiness in. Perhaps the lepers thought to themselves that they should have never contracted the disease in the first place. After all, there were good husbands, good fathers, hard workers, honest men, maybe even tithers at the synagogues. Now, the Lord had healed them because they shouldn't have gotten the disease in the first place. This was just that they were healed. We should be reminded daily and pray, Lord, I am all too aware that I deserve hellfire for eternity. And if it weren't for your good, divine wonder, joy, and mercy in my life, I would be a broken wretch here on earth. And spent and spent, would spend an eternity in hell forever and ever. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for pouring out your grace and your mercy and your love in my undeserving life. Finally, maybe these lepers sought out Jesus while he was on his way to Jerusalem because they knew he was the only one who could heal them. But now, after having been healed, they no longer need him. He did his work, they got what they wanted, and they no longer needed his power or wanted his presence in their lives. May our prayer repeat the words of this often sung hymn, I need thee, oh I need thee, every hour I need thee, oh bless me now my Savior, I come to thee. Can there be a sin greater than being ungrateful and ingrate toward the good things the Lord has done for us? May we be an ever thankful people, for he and he alone deserves our praise, our adulation, and our thanksgiving. So go, now, right now, and give thanks wherever you are to the Lord For he is good, and his steadfast love endures forever. Thank you, and God bless you.